Hi, I'm Spicy Dicey. And I'm Chantal Renee. And, and we, we love, love sex and horror. These are topics we love to write about as published authors. I love all things spicy and dicey. And I'm a big fan of sex and the sinister. Thanks for joining us for some dark, twisted, sexy, uncensored fun as we discuss sex, sex and, and horror. Hey, ma'am. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I tried something a little more um, sophisticated tonight when I dressed you. Oh, well, you know, one of us has to be. <laughs> I, I try all sorts of different openings, and yeah, I think that was my least favorite. Hey, ma'am. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes people want, I think that's what the whole Asian chick uh, phenomenon is for guys, like the whole subservient female vibe. So you might have got a little bit of a excitement on some guys with that one. No, okay. <laughs> Not touching that one. Moving on. <laughs> so Spiral came out this week. And I've really been looking forward to this because, because it was supposed to come out last year. And like a whole lot of things, it was put off. And um, this was, I enjoyed this all the saws. Like I've watched all of them. And I was kind of uh, wondering if this was going to be like Saw because it's, it's called Spiral from the Book of Saw. So Um, it was, so I was curious about how they were going to do it since Chris Rock is in it, you know, so it's it's a lot different. So I, I, this is the first time I went back in the theater since February, 2020. I think that deserves right? Right. (laughs) I'm back (laughs) in the theaters. Yeah. Um, so what'd you think? Um, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of the Saw franchise. I just have never found them exciting. I know it sounds weird. Have you um, seen them? I've only seen one or two, and I haven't even watched all of them. The first one I tried to watch, but I was so bored, I just kept fast-forwarding it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm a dork, but, um, no, I, you enough. know, I just, I couldn't watch them all. But, you know, I, I always thought they were interesting, of course, to see the concepts and ideas that they come up with. And I, I I decided to look at it from that perspective. I would say my I do have my least favorite kill and then my most favorite kill um, out of the things they chose here. So as far as the storyline of Saw goes, though, I don't really I can't really speak to that because I haven't seen all of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how you felt about that. But I will say it felt a little weird. Mm-hmm. Like every time um chris rock would say a line and he was saying funny stuff and i actually was laughing in the middle of the i was the only one laughing in the theater (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is never that has i can't be i can't find that awkward anymore because i've been that way my whole life yeah my my aunt and i went and saw um kill bill in the theater when they cut the arms off and it was like so Like over so yeah. over the top, I was cracking up, and she and I were the only ones laughing in the whole place. It was packed. Yeah, I get that way too. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I felt like every time he delivered a line, I was hearing "Everybody hates Chris." <laughs> like it was in the back of my head. <laughs> I was like, "Stop!" Like it was really hard for me to separate. But I mean, his lines were funny, but it just made me, made it feel a little mis mismatched for me. Uh. I see, I see. Um, well, for me, um, because I've watched the Saws, uh, it it did not feel like a Saw movie. Um, but I I kind of I kind of thought it was going to be like that, you know. Like I I knew it wasn't going to be like the Saw movies. Um, but what it did do was it it gave me the creative kills that I look for when I watch the Saw movies. That's one of the things. It's a game, and mm-hmm. and it's about the 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 kills like how creative can they get with these kills and can the people get out fast enough and they and most of the time they cannot and i don't even right. think in, in this particular saw in the spiral that they it was even set up for them to be able to get out because this is about bad, yeah i didn't think so either this is about bad cop revenge and right. so to that end I liked it. I like because I've I've been thinking, you know, there's some things sometimes um you know, it's this the, the reason uh uh Dexter was so popular. Like he was taking out the bad guys. He's a serial killer, but he's a serial killer who was taking out the bad guys and so uh, not cops, but bad cops. There's a distinction, okay? So right. here 
we have these cops who were doing bad things. They were killing people who did not, they were not supposed to. Like, they were not guilty. They were trying to cover their asses, whatever it is that was going on. And this killer decided that he was going to take revenge. And so I actually thought the motivation behind this was good. I, I enjoyed the motivation. I absolutely hated the voice this time because one of the things that I enjoy about Jigsaw, oh, I love the dude on the, on that tricycle. Like that tricycle is so fucking eerie to me. When when we were at Com- when I've been at Comic Palooza and I see someone cosplaying, there's a there's a child that cosplay this uh, uh, Jigsaw, and I can hear the tricycle coming from around the corner. I was like, oh, there's Jigsaw, and he's on this tricycle. I mean, it's it is creepy. And the voice that, you know, for the game that comes on the TV is really dark and mysterious. And I miss that with this. So here mm. we have the pig snout face and we have this voice that sounds like my daughter could have been doing it. Like, do you want to play a game? You know, <laughs> my voice right. is probably eerier than the voice that came on for that. And so that kind of I was like, ah, that Rudy Poot voice. Get on out of here. Nobody's afraid of that. Um, I I. For Chris Rock, I he is a comedian. He's funny. And so I got the laughs that I was expecting. I knew he was gonna put some kind of funny spin on this. And I thought that was a good, that was a good um a good thing to add with horror, you know, because we did a whole segment, an episode one time about comedy and horror. So right. I like that. This would fall really good under under that subgenre. But Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson in the same movie, I don't think I could do that again. Because there, there was so much yelling, I thought my damn ears were going to explode. <laughs> the delivery of those lines. <laughs> Chris Rock was yelling so damn much. I was like, oh my God, calm down. You were going to have a heart attack even playing this role. What? C- calm down, brother, please. He was doing a lot. Yeah, all that yelling. I mean, he's just mad about everything. One time I was like, golly, he, every, every line that he's delivering, he's mad. He's just mad, mad, mad. I, I thought it was an interesting role for Samuel um, L. Jackson. I'm not used to seeing him in that light. You know what I mean? As a, yeah. as a character. You're muffled. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I was saying I'm I'm definitely not used to seeing him in that that light like he's usually one of the guys kicking ass or a good guy and in some ways he wasn't really a good guy in this one yeah i like i like this for him um there's a story going around about um how chris rock was saying how can i get samuel jackson in a movie how come we haven't had a movie together yet and somebody was like well how'd you get him in it he said i, I gave him a check i cut him a, i cut him a check now, I don't think there's anybody that's been in more movies than Samuel L. Jackson. I want to know what roles have has he turned down because he is in every doggone thing. But that's I really true. Love, I love seeing him though. You know, he just yeah, always adds he's one of my favorites. He yeah, he always adds something special. You know, his his whole um aura, his whole presence about himself, he just brings something to it. The the yelling bothered me though, with both of them being on, on set. That was like, oh my God, this is killing me. Um, but <laughs> I, I like the symbolism, you know, that symbol with the spiral It kind of reminds me of the Marilyn Manson red spiral, um, with the heart, his goes into a heart with a point at the end, but I, I really oh, like that. Oh, that's right. That I, think, I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was not something that was part of the Saw movie than the spiral thing, or I thought it was. Well, where I think where it comes from is I know Jigsaw has those spirals on his cheeks. I know that. That's right. He did. Okay. Um, well, because he, he mentioned something about the spiral had a representation to the guy who was Jigsaw. Yeah. They didn't go into any detail about it, but they did They did try to, that's how they tied this into Saw. That okay. that spiral. So they, like, they pulled out that. So they never that. talked about that spiral in the Saw movies. Not that I know of. Not that I know of. See, that's Unless where I, I missed like- it. Yeah, unless I missed it, I don't remember that ever really being a thing. But again, let me say that when I watch these, I watch them for the creative kills. The same way when we were talking about Mortal Kombat, the same way mm-hmm. when we were talking about, um, well, I think I mentioned uh, Kong, uh, Godzilla versus Kong, that I've, I'm not watching it necessarily for the plot. I'm watching it to see these monsters fight. I want to see these titans go at it. So I'm getting what I'm looking for in that. In this okay. particular, in Spiral, I um, 
I thought it was kind of predictable. Like I knew who the bad guy was. I knew who was behind um, Spiral, behind the the new Jigsaw version. I knew who it was pretty early on. Bless you. But I'm not. I wasn't. I didn't want to like take off points, so to speak. You know, my star and my star rating. I didn't want to take off points just because I figured that shit out. And then right. I, was, I was not fooled by the red heron. But I think maybe that just goes to it being written well in the sense that if you if you should you should be able to see the trail. It should not be something that just happens out of the blue. Like, oh my God, where'd that come from? Like I just pulled a killer out of the hat. Like there's nothing that led up to this. I just paid attention to the crumbs and I was like, Oop, oh, okay. that's who this is. This is this guy. And then I was not I was not thrown off by the red heron when they tried to make it look like it couldn't have been him. I was like, nope not fooled so well i thought that kill was weird i was like it doesn't make sense they don't really they didn't i mean they didn't really give us a like you know there was the recording but they didn't let us hear it so i was like eh, something's up with that yeah yeah so <laughs> maybe not predictable so much as they left the right breadcrumbs right that's right i mean you're a writer so of course you know that would make sense to me i can say i didn't I didn't see it coming, but I did not see it coming. I wasn't, I wasn't like taken aback. Like, oh my God. I was like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. that's how I felt about it when they showed him. And I wasn't yeah. even like at all, like surprised. I didn't even feel like any kind of shock or like when they showed him alive, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, yeah. that's, that's how I felt it's, about it's, it. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I figured out the, the, the motivation was bad cop. That's when I was like, oh, y'all got this in common. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you keep talking about, um, you know, how, why you're here and why, why you're, you're happy to be with, you know, with this. I'm, I'm trying not to spoil it for once, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. they, they didn't give you a lot to work with as far as like, they, they had a lot of faces, but they didn't really have a lot of people with voices, if that makes sense. So I figured the group was the group of 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 moving parts was small enough that it would have to be somebody like that and it's mm-hmm. always like it's always the, the quote-unquote the new person or what have you that's how i felt about another show we're going to talk about here in a little bit mm-hmm. but um yeah so yeah i mean i i don't know i guess it was okay i i was i got a little interested in the other spiral movies when they talked about I mean the other saw movies when they talked about the spiral, but now that I know the spiral didn't even really talk isn't talked about in the other ones, I'm like, well, what's the point in watching them then? <laughs> not not that I can recall. You know, yeah. I don't want to say for sure because I could have missed something or I could have forgotten. Like it's been years. I mean, the first one came out a long time ago. Now we we have started watching having our kids watch them so they can get terrified, but <laughs> <laughs> um well, so you know, what it's was still your... been a while. What was your favorite kill? Um, you don't have to say the way. You can just <laughs> say the character if you don't want to give away the way. Let me see. Uh, I think I actually think the last one was pretty good, and I think the last one was good because mm, I, I really enjoyed the glass one. That's I the one the I liked one. the most. Yeah, I was about to say the the last one, but no. In terms of gore and creativity, I really I, I enjoyed the glass one. Yeah, so, that was the only one that had me going, "Oh my god, this yeah. is fucking crazy." Yeah. But the rest of them, I was like, eh, "Eh, like I didn't really, you know what I mean?" Well, the thing is, okay, the glass he's hanging up, and then this thing is like shooting out glass, breaking bottles, and shooting out glass. That that is. Both look very yeah, it looked very torturous. But I was thinking about the last one because it was, oh, you think you've gotten away with it. You think it's right. over. And then surprise, here's the catch-all. Like I got you, and this gives me enough time to get away. So yeah. the, the it was bottle- interesting, girl, but think about this. They did this film way before anything in 2020 happened. Right. And <laughs> What is it about corrupt corrupt cops, right? Yeah. And then at the end, we see what happens there, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is insane!" Yeah. Like twenty twenty, like this is this this movie was like, "Wow, okay." Yeah. 
Well, you know, um, police brutality is not a new concept, so. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it's I, not. It, that's something that's been a problem for a long time. Yeah, and I, I wonder if they did add or change anything since they had kind of a whole year. Uh, one, um, at least at least six months or so to to get you know to wait and then pull it back out. I wonder if there was anything they changed or add. But it seems like I mean the story was written. Um, not to mention I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but Lee Wanell, uh, L E I G H, W H A N N E L L. I think is how you spell his name. But he he is the one behind the Insidious movies. Oh, he's, okay. and he's one of the producers, I think, or writers on this. I I was when I was going through IMDb, I remember seeing his name on this. I was like, oh, okay, I see. I can see some of that in there. Yeah, yeah, because I I mean I really love his stuff. Let me see. He was one of the producers, I think. Well, I don't know. I think, I mean, overall, it was, it was okay. I was a little frustrated with it because, you know, it was, I don't know, it wasn't that complicated. But then I thought, you know what? It doesn't always have to be. Mm. You know, I went, I supported the horror genre being out in the theaters. I, I unfortunately had a bad experience with the popcorn in the theaters. Apparently, they need to really get their popcorn machines cleaned out. <laughs> oh god your popcorn was bad it was kind of stale and then my stomach was upset all day today and i didn't even eat that much but it was enough to upset my body oh no that's not good well so, look they, these movie theaters are going through something like they are really going through i got oh, i bought our yeah. tickets online and we went early so we got the old people's discount so it was like five dollars or something because we went so early and i like going like that yeah uh there, there was, um, so when we got there, there was nobody checking tickets. There was someone at the bar and there was someone at concessions. There was no usher checking people in. I saw help wanted signs everywhere. It was basically empty. There was barely anybody there. And we stood and we waited for a while to see if anybody was going to come up. And they're basically like, well, fuck it. So then we just went on in. I like to go to the theater where our seats are reserved. So we went ahead and went to our seats. It was maybe four other people, like two other sets of couples in there. Somebody brought a baby. I, that was unfortunate because every once in a while I was hearing that. And I was like, oh, see, this is why I don't like coming when there's people in here. Yeah. But, um, it was, it was, it, they, they are, they're struggling. The movie theaters are struggling. Mm, this is true. Yeah. When I went, um, there was one person up front uh, selling tickets. Uh, watch your mic. Was... Watch, watch your mic. It's muffled. Sorry, sorry. I, I'm such a dork. Uh, there was one person uh, taking the tickets, but that was it. You know, after that, it was like two people at concession, mm -hmm. two people running around trying to get the stuff in the back. So it was a lot more than just a couple people, but it was, yeah. I think in the theater, there might have been six or eight people, mm -hmm. including me. Yeah, um, so. I'm happy to get back to support, but I don't know um, what the the future of the theaters are. If, if yeah, you know, if it doesn't pick back up, um, like within the next yeah. few months. And I think you know, COVID has touched so many people. I think it's going to be a while before people can truly comfortably handle going out there. Because when you think about it, we're still the experiment. We're still in the petri dish, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we really we don't a hundred percent know what these vaccines will do, you know. So it's yeah. just one of those situations. We all gotta we've gotta live our life and and get out there and start living our life to figure out what's gonna happen, um, and just look at it that you know whatever we're doing now will hopefully create a future for the young and you yeah. know because we don't know what this virus is gonna do to our world. So. Mm -hmm. And try to do it as safely as possible. So we did have our mask on the whole time we went. We didn't order any food, you know. So we just sat in there with our, our mask on and watched. Uh, but, it, yeah, these are interesting times. I have bought my first uh, concert ticket. My first concert ticket I bought for August August 22nd. This is Trivium 
Lamb of God. Remember we talked about them when mm-hmm. we when we were talking about Paradise City, uh, that mm-hmm. show, and um, and Megadeth. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, so I had my first concert. I know the concert industry, the live music industry, has been struggling too. I've been going back to comedy shows. I've been I went to see Marlon Wayans a couple of weeks ago. Went to another comedy show for some local uh, uh, Houstonian comedians and so that was interesting i'm just trying to get back out trying to support live venues but it's going to be a while before people are comfortable enough to do that again i'm sure well yeah because the people that because the things that you're wanting to do are for people who are willing to pay to be entertained and then the things that people are doing and have been doing are just going to get drunk at bars and that's a whole different crowd (laughs) so it isn't like there is nobody out it's just the people that are out are you know basically the people who are you know basically lonely and ready to get get back out there and talk to people and and try to find somebody else in their life i guess you know i've talked to so many people that rode the pandemic out with basically strangers and ended up in a relationship that they didn't want to be in and now they're getting out of that relationship so (laughs) it's crazy it is crazy the world definitely will have some interesting stories when we come out of this yeah yeah all right so the nevers did you did you watch the new series the new um episode this week I did. I finished like uh, right before um, it was time for us to record because I was like, oh, shoot, I got to hurry up and finish this because it was just six episodes for this first season. And I realized that the last one came out this Sunday, like this week. So I was like, let me hurry up and watch it. So I was watching it while I was finishing up some other work. You know, I have to multitask and get multiple things done at once. But the Nevers was kind of something that I've been seeing people talk about on Twitter um, and I don't mean reading their reviews, but just seeing it being posted. It, it's a, the ad. In other words, the ad has been coming to, in my feed often. And so I was like, hmm, this looks interesting. What'd you think? I thought it was good. I, you know, it was a little confusing in the beginning. And they don't, it's one of the shows they kind of did a whole American Horror Story thing where they throw you in the middle of the action and then you don't really understand what's happening till the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fine because there was so much other things to be interested in and entertained by. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the gadgets. I enjoyed the characters. Um, there was some clear red red hats and, and black. I mean, sorry, white hats and black hats. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the good guy, bad guy. But then things started to unravel as the series went on, which added some complexity. And I enjoyed that, actually. I thought it was really well done. I really enjoyed the main character she was she was something else (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um i i just found a lot of it it reminded me a lot of um mrs pendergast is that what it was called mrs pendergast with the uh the lady who had the house for the odd children Mm, okay so it kind of reminded me of that a little because of all the various things that were happening with these um orphans if you will Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it, and and in the last episode, I was like, "What in the ever loving God is happening right now?" But then it all makes sense. At, yeah, at, towards the end of it, yeah, yeah, and that's you- a good, yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Because there were so many times I was like, "What the fuck is going on with this show?" Especially in that last episode, like, "Huh?" I was scratching my head, like, "I don't get it." Well, I don't understand what's going on, but I'll tell you what helped me with this is that they actually have a breakdown of the episodes afterwards, kind of like the making of the episode after each episode. And oh, that really, that really, I didn't know that. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, on HBO max, they right after it comes on, there is maybe 15, 20 minutes of them, uh, talking about in depth about the episode. And that really put things into perspective. So I was like, Oh, that's what that was. That's what was going on. And, you know, cause I told you I'm doing other things while I'm watching. So, um, I wasn't, I thought maybe I had missed something and, but that, that really helped. And so I thought it was kind of slow a lot, but it, it's covering a lot of ground it's um this one I felt was very unpredictable. Like I don't know what the hell was going on from yeah. one second to the other. <laughs> and, no, for sure. 
I do love that it was in that Victorian area area era. Sorry, you know I yes. love uh, period pieces. I love the accents. The the lady that you said you really like, Lara Donnelly, she was in Outlander. So you know I, I oh it, I've it, I've heard I've heard so much about that. I've never seen it. No, yeah, I enjoy Outlander now. That if you want steamy, that is steamy. They found steamy in this one yes. too. No, yes, yes. Outlander is one of the steamiest shows I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I say that. That's saying um, something from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a wedding scene in. <laughs> I'm a, Brace yourself. I'm about to go into TMI. Okay. <laughs> There's a wedding scene in, I want to say, season one. I don't even know now. It's been a long time since I watched um, Outlander. And I'm not current. Like once they did a time jump, they went back in time or something or went forward in time. And I, I kind of got lost when they had a kid and all that. But Jamie um, is the, the guy and, and all these are based on books. OK, so the, including the Nevers. But this there's a the Jamie is the main guy and he was a virgin when they got married and um, their wedding night. Um, there was there were so many scenes this is this is why I said uh, Bridgerton put me in the mind of Outlander, uh, because once they got started, man, there was no stopping them. They were going and going and going, and the the TMI part came in, and I've, I've watered it down so now I could just say it that I watched the wedding scene. And I was like, oh fuck, that was hot, and so my husband and I, I jumped on him, and we kept going for like four hours after that. That was a yeah. that was a long night. <laughs> I've had one of those since I was a teenager. Yeah, that was that was a four-hour night because of of the the Outlander wedding night um, wedding okay. episode. Yeah, <laughs> but so Laura Donnelly was an Outlander, and so she's Irish, and that that Irish accent um, is is a little bit different than like I'm. It's it's interesting because. Uh, Robert Sheehan, I really love his accent, but they still sound much different from me. So I guess it depends on what part part of Ireland I guess. But what yeah, I did, yes. what I did, I liked about the Nevers is they did have, um, they had one scene. I think we I mentioned it in a previous episode just briefly. But there is a a character that walks on water, and mm-hmm. having him the the way she ended up having to kill him uh going underwater and all that i thought was just fantastic the way it was filmed mm-hmm. and then watching the making of it and everything that they went into to make that scene look the way it did was just amazing like that's wow. where the real magic of cinema comes in it's just beautiful the uh this uh my guy James Norton, I know his name now. <laughs> He's the one that was in Things Heard and Seen that we watched with uh oh, yeah. Amanda Seaford and talked about. So I know we talked at the time he was playing a character that really pissed me off the way he was treating his wife. <laughs> And so, but this dude, I think he's so sexy. He's really sexy in a in a really dirty sort of way. Like he looks like somebody'd be down for whatever. There's something about him that's just like, yeah, <laughs> not in the traditional. Like he's not like a pretty boy. He's just like a real rough and rugged. Like he could he could dress himself up or dress down, but either way, it's gonna be a good time. That's what I think when I see him. So. He he brings the sexy and the orgies to this show, the Nevers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I I really feel like they could go further with that. So I'm curious about what they do the next time in in season two, if if there'll be a season two, and hopefully will. This put me in the mind. I know you you mentioned a couple of other shows like American Horror Story and and um, another one, the, the other one you mentioned I hadn't watched before. This put me in the mind of like X Men with the X Men abilities and all that meets Penny Dreadful. It had a Penny Dreadful tone to me, that dark, eerie. Oh, of course. Yeah. And it was set in the same uh, time era. Yeah, yeah. And who knew this was about aliens? I know. Well, I mean, after we saw the thing flying in the sky, I figured that's what it was, but it was like, wait, what? And then at the end when everything's revealed i'm like what is going on how is this and so at the very end of the episode you know then it's like okay we're gonna all talk about this but the alien did tell her 
you're not the only one who hitched a ride. I and mean, that's all I'm going to say. And that made me definitely curious where the story's going. Yes. Um, uh, it reminded me of, um, of a, a line and I'm just thinking of it now, or I would have, I would have, um, looked it up to make sure that I had it accurately, but on, um, on winter soldier on Falcon and winter soldier, the Disney, the Disney plush show that's out now. There's six episodes of that. Uh, there's one episode where, uh, Anthony Mackie, he's, he's the one that's winter soldier. I mean, uh, sorry, that's, um, Falcon who is now Captain America, by the way, but he is, he said something like everything is either magic aliens or wizards, something like that. He said, Oh, okay. And so it reminded me of that when I got here, because like I, when I'm trying to check off where these abilities are coming from, and I was like, okay, it's it's something, it's one of these. And I I know I got the aliens and the magic part. I can't remember if the other ones was wizards or sorceries or something, but I started checking off. Are we the are we talking about demons here? Are we talking about uh, you know is this magic or is this? And then boom, okay, this is aliens. <laughs> It's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's going to be one of them. Well, I was excited for this show, and I'm I'm excited for the next season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched I it. I think it's going to be great, yeah. Which one did you like better, the Nevers or Shadow and Bone? Well, I don't know. I'll tell you this. I like that the Nevers was more adult. That's true. No, that's true. But I like that Shadow and Bone had been Barnes. So. Mm. What can you do? I mean, <laughs> there are, there's really good TV going on right now. Really. It really is. And there's so many mergers and everything. And I see people are having a fit over, I think the latest is that Amazon is buying MGM or something. You know, all these mergers and so these big, all these companies are coming together and on there's... You could just feel it in the air that they're warring for our dollars on their streamer, their streaming networks. Yes. Uh, their streamings. But, you know, as long as they keep giving me good TV, I'm going to be good. I'm, I'm going to have to be sharing these these accounts because I ain't about to get one at all of these different accounts. But <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm going to watch it one way or another. Speaking of watching Jupiter's Legacy, what'd you think? I actually like the hell out of the show. Mm, I didn't mm-hmm. think I would. It was, you know, we have um, the bad boys. Isn't that what it was called? The bad boys? No. The boys. You're talking about the Amazon boys. Prime. Yes. Yes. So we have the boys and mm-hmm. that was a whole different perspective of superheroes. And so, you know, I was coming at this with all that in the, in my mind and it was just something different about this. I couldn't put my finger on it. And I like the struggle of the morality going on mm-hmm. because I think that we never see that in movies anymore. It's always so clean cut. It's mm-hmm. always like, like say in um, the Marvel universe, um, the bad guys killing the good, the bad guys and good and good guys kill each other. I mean, there's no in betweens. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, this one had such a hum- humanity perspective because that's a struggle that everybody has, you know, like I, I say everybody, but, you know, people who are dealing with a day to day, like a police officer or um, hell, even just the average Joe whose house gets broken into, you know, when is it the right time to say, OK, morality, you know, this is this is that, you know, that's that. You know what I mean? Um, does it have to suit you or, you know what I mean? So it was mm-hmm. an interesting concept to throw at a movie like this. And I liked all the characters. I li- I liked this, the fact that they made the daughter a total junkie. She was a total junkie. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a play around, oh, she just likes to party and she's being annoyed by her family. So she's annoying them type of character, which is what I think they do a lot. So that way, when they redeem themselves, they're not so horrible and we don't hate them so much. Mm-hmm. This is like a really dark place this girl is in and they aren't afraid to show it. So, yeah. I don't know. I enjoyed the hell of it. I thought it was very interesting. The whole way they did it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, definitely more the boys um, where we have these people with these superpowers who could do anything in the world and be good people who aren't. I mean, um, right. who are, but um, but because they're, they are, what's different about them is that they are, are living by code and there's a way, in my opinion, that they, it's to their detriment. And so, like you were saying, this morality decision that they have to make, you know, um, which is why, again, Dexter, I think, is great. um, Because sometimes you've got to do something different. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I might be telling on myself here. And my where where I see a lot of gray areas. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) But if you, I mean, this it's even... With murder and homicide, you know, there is, there are just, there's justifiable homicide. Like if you were in self-defense, you can defend yourself. And if it's a choice between you and my child, you gonna die, you know? So it's, uh, well, I think, I think where they're coming from, I don't, as far as like the, I can't remember the name of the council, but the, you know, the overall ruling body of these superheroes the concept I think was to be, we are, we can do above average things and we can change the world, but we shouldn't do that because then we're taking away free will. Yeah. And, free will is what they're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that they, they got a little bit of that mixed up with the concept of not never to kill no one. Um what well, was the same bull that uh, Morgan was on with The Walking Dead? All life is precious, but really, right? Is all life really precious? Like at all times, all the time, all life is precious. And you can see how people always, generally, you know, if there's a, a good character arc, you can see where at some point people are going to realize. Sometimes it may require you to go outside what your honor code is. What your code is may have to be bent sometimes. Right. And, and so I I like I did like the the struggle with that. Uh, I I saw the twist coming. Uh, you know what I what I liked about this though. No no no. I saw one one part. There were like two different twists at the end. I saw one coming but not the other. Okay, usually when things are told non-linearly, sometimes I get a little confused. You know, that's what's what's going on like on The Witcher. Like, hold up, what timeline are we in here? I'm confused. With this, I was able to keep it uh straight in my head because they look very different. In right. one in one uh timeline, they look old, and the other time they lo- timeline, they look much younger. And that was it made it so much easier to tell them apart which which story we're flashing back to now. I appreciate that. Thank you to the Jupiter's people. And yes. speaking, <laughs> speaking of Jupiter's people, Jupiter's legacy people, uh Stephen tonight is one of my favorites. And and he is he he was initially on this. He talks about this all the time on Twitter. He was initially on this project, and I think he did like the first two episodes. You'll see his name up there as executive producer. Uh, he was he was on the first two, and then he got off the project. He him and Netflix parted ways, is how he always describes it. But Stephen and Knight is one of my favorites because he was the creator of Spartacus, which is hands down my favorite of all times. But I love seeing Josh Dumel in this. I loved him in Safe Haven. Um, I love seeing Matt Lanter in this. I'm disappointed that there was no sex in this. <laughs> well, I mean, they had some, but it was very closed door. Nah. Yeah. That's, that's the equivalent, equivalent of nothing to me. <laughs> I know, but it was definitely, there was some flesh shown, but it wasn't that much. And it yeah. was always clothing on. Um, you know, well, I mean, there was tops taken off, but it was, you know, under undergarments left on. So, yeah, like I could understand why there's none in spiral. Like we we are this is this is all about the blood and guts. Right. But here in Jupiter's Legacy, I was really thinking that we were going to get some of that. I really I really thought so. But it it took the the same path as a lot of other superhero movies where you know like all the disney ones and you know where it's just just about the the heroism and you know all right fine i guess well sort of i mean the daughter's storyline really took us into a darker 
you know, between her and the other, the young guy she was started seeing. Okay, yeah, that's true. You know, there was some of that that going on that I was like, oh, okay. Oh yeah, I forgot about them too. Okay, I guess that was. Some How can you I forget suppose. about that? Yeah, I forgot <laughs> about them too. They were well, so beautiful. <laughs> I just, I just really disliked her. So. Yeah, she was. Well, she was. She was a fucking junkie. I mean, there was just no other way around it. She was a horrible yeah. person because she just. And and I still don't quite understand what drove her there. No, I don't either. Even when she's having the conversation with her dad and she's confronted him. And I'm I'm all for people confronting those demons in the past. So when her but he's like literally there apologizing. <laughs> yeah, it's really strange. I'm like, are you her attitude all the time just I was like, you entitled fucking brat. If you don't get up and go do something and stop whining and complaining. Like you literally have everything. You have always had everything. And that's what bothers me so much about her. Um, mm-hmm. It's I'm Well, that's like, why she's, that's why she's complaining because she's always had everything. Which I just is see a brat. I yeah. just see a, 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 a brat and it bothers me. And I want her to shut up and put up and, or get her face smashed in, but she's got this strength. So can't nobody do nothing with her. No, that's true. She seems stronger than a brother. Yeah. Um, but it almost seems like she's going down. I won't say the dark path. She's going down some path. Yeah, I I was thinking that this was the making of another villain with her. Yeah, but I'm I'm thinking I don't think so. It's it's going to be a different path because think- well because the boyfriend he's he seems like he wants revenge against his father. Though they kind of leave it open because they don't really tell you what his intentions are when he finds his dad, only that he's going to go find him. So I'm not sure what's going to happen there, but I'm Mm -hmm. definitely curious with it. I am definitely curious. Yeah. Well, I I mean, I could be wrong, of course, but I was thinking that she looks like she's going the path of becoming a villain. Um, and, And if so, that's fine. I mean, she would make a good villain. I'd give her that. For sure. Well, I think I think in many ways she already was. She was just, you know, I I don't think that what's going to happen. I don't think she's going to become a villain. I think the most obvious, as you know, the most obvious ways things are being led are usually not the actual ways. Yeah, they're going to try to give her a redemptive arc, and I'm going to be like, I don't know, I don't know about redemptive. I think she wants to reinvent what these superheroes are. Because she do- she doesn't want to live the way her father and his people have lived with their power. She wants a different way for the soups to live. Is what I'm thinking it is. Um, but at some point, somebody's got to point out to this girl she's just so self centered and so selfish. Like I don't know when that's going to happen, but that definitely needs to happen. Mm. All right. Well, we'll tune back in to see, because I'm pretty sure this is going to be renewed. I hope so. Yeah, it, it seemed yeah. like it, it hit number one and stayed there for a while. I will say that Josh Whedon, is this the Josh Whedon one? No, no, no. He was behind the Nevers. Never mind. Yeah, yeah that, he was. And he's one that has been in the news a lot lately for the way he's entreat- he's treated people on set, his staff yeah. and actors and that stuff. That was... That was It'll be the, interesting to see if all the bad, all the publicity surrounding him affects those shows like the Nevers. Yeah, it is it is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was all but accused of abuse for the Buffy set. Oh, so. more recent than that, um, the the um, on Justice League, he's been catching hell uh, about how he treated people on Justice League. Uh, first it started with, well, I mean, we don't have to go into all that, but it's been a lot of all, uh, um, three of the actors that I know for sure have come out and, and mentioned that he, he said and did all sorts of things to them on, uh, justice league. So that's just wild. I don't know why people, I just can't fathom it. Honestly, I, I just don't know where people get the feeling of the superiority over others for what because you make more money than someone that doesn't make any sense that power play girl that that those power dynamics well you see that's why i'm such a you know what you know when it comes (laughs) to my job because 
I, I have sat there and, and with any, and it makes every single boss I've ever had very angry at me, which is why I've had my own place for so long. But I'm just like, if I wasn't working, you wouldn't have money. So mm-hmm. you might think you have the power, but you don't. Mm-hmm. I like <laughs> anyway. how they are, they are standing up for themselves and coming um, out with, with each other, you know, to say this is what's happened instead of leaving one hanging out to dry. Because at first yeah. it was all like, um, the, the, all right, see, I said I wasn't going to get into this, but <laughs> <laughs> we can move on. Okay. Who killed Sarah? Yes, this I'm sure was your favorite out of all of them. Who killed Sarah? Um, was it my favorite? Hmm. I don't know. I, surprisingly, you'll probably be surprised at what I have to say about this. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it because, you know, I love... I love a lot of Spanish shows. This is a Mexican show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, even if it's in Spanish, you know, I do a lot of foreign stuff. It's so a telenovela. Shows. <laughs> and, but I got to say that while enjoyable, it was forgettable. You know, like if, if this, if I didn't, if we didn't, if I didn't make notes for the purpose of us talking about it tonight, I'd probably forget it. I'd probably forget that I ever watched it. Uh, the, um, season two premieres, by the way, who killed Sarah premieres this Wednesday, May 19th. So I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it because Netflix is going to remind me. Otherwise I'd probably forget. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, the first few episodes, I was kind of like, I don't even know. I'm going to continue to watch this. I'm going to try. Mm-hmm. But my coworker loved this show. She never stops talking about it. So I've been hearing about this show from her, talking to her clients for the past month. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but she loved it. And I thought you would lo- have loved it with all the boy on boy going on because we don't really see that normally in uh, any kind of Spanish or Mexican shows. Oh, I do. I, I do love it because it reminded me of You Too Mama Tambien, um, mm-hmm. which is, you know, that's when we got Gael uh, Garcia, Bernardo Garcia. Garcia, Bernardo, what the fuck is his name? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. You know who I'm talking about? I know the show you're talking about, but I don't remember actors' names. Gael Garcia Bernal. Okay, so I love him and Diego Lunas. And so I was thinking about that when I was watching it. Like, I'd really like to see them in it. This It reminds me of the the, old, the movie that I saw with them years ago. But this is, um, I liked seeing in flashbacks the younger version of these characters. I really liked how they did that. So basically, I'm going to tell you all real quick. With Who Killed Sarah, this is... Um, so it's it, it's not really horror, but it, there is a lot of sex scenes in this, and mm. not necessarily um, they're not the most creative in how they do it. Like they're choreographed really stiff, <laughs> but yeah. they are beautiful people, and it's nice to see that they you know that they are giving us adult material, you know. Mm-hmm. But the yeah the sex scenes, I was like, oh, do y'all not know any other positions or anything? What's going on with this? Mm-hmm. But. I did like seeing how, okay, so this guy, these these kids were out one day and something happened with the sister. She died. And the brother went to prison for 18 years for killing her, even though it looked like it was an accident. And he's he's coming, once he comes out, he's trying to get revenge on the family that he was out with that day. That's basically the story. He did not murder his sister, but they are trying to find out who did. And all sorts of different um, uh, secrets are revealed in the process. He ends up falling for this family's youngest daughter, who was too young to even remember what was going on at the time. Although she does have memories of something. There's even some some, uh, sex trafficking, you know, like human trafficking going on there. This family is is a crime family. Yeah, that, yeah, true, true, very much. That is very horrific. This, the, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that is the the horror that they're unveiling with what's going on with uh, this the, this dungeon, this underground with this family and in this club. And they're making snuff films. Yes, yes. So I lied. What I mean is, and we <laughs> always we we always characterize here, like when you look up what the genre of a show or movie falls under, it may not say horror, 
But if you look at the elements, like we see a lot of horror elements. And so we like to talk about that and bring that out. And that is definitely a horrific element of this. Not to mention going to prison for 18 years for something you didn't do. And this family, (laughs) they tricked him into taking this plea deal. I mean, like, what? That was ridiculous. It was so stupid. And it didn't and the thing with the the plot line, it's like, you will save our son. But nobody ever even thought that it wasn't an accident. That's what so I was I don't, figure out. I didn't I didn't understand any of that specifically. I was like, What? Why? What? So because that part was a little Yeah, because initially it looked like it would have just been an accident. And he's investigating now to see to discover that it actually looked like somebody did it on purpose. Right. Uh, like so, he goes, it was an accident, but I discovered it. She was truly murdered. And yeah. I'm like, wait, wait, what? But then that's yeah. why you went to prison. So I'm confused. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. That that was confusing. I just, I chalked yeah. that up to, I don't know the laws of this country. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what in the hell <laughs> looks like a homicide to them. You know, if and somebody I'm dies, sorry, somebody girl. have to pay for it or what? I don't know. It was, it was so poor. That part was, there was definitely some poor writing in it that the the TNA probably, you know, made up for. But when they, they first show up to, to shoot up his house, I mean, mm-hmm. it's so, so obviously where he's going to be. They just shoot it up. They come in. They could have killed him, <laughs> but they didn't. And then, you know, then the dad shows up and he trashes the house. I'm like, what the fuck is <laughs> Very true. <laughs> what but, the hell? You know- that's where that telenovela stuff comes in, where it's like yeah. soap opera, soap opera-ish, where they're going to drag out scenes that don't necessarily need to be dragged out. Yeah. And they're going to just do stupid shit just to have it done. Like, yeah. why would anybody logically do that? Like, yeah. when they try to, in the beginning, try to make you feel like him and Elise don't know each other, or he doesn't know who she is, and you're like... He has to know that it's the little sister. Like, come on, that's just dumb. Why wouldn't he know that? You know? You know what's always funny to me? When I see people that I haven't seen in 40 years, and when I see them, I recognize them. I know their name, their birth certificate name. I I know their social security number, the address (laughs) they used to live with, their old telephone number. I know everything. When I see them, I recognize you from back in the day. (laughs) I don't understand why people don't recognize who people were when they were younger. Yeah. That don't make sense because I look the same. It's just silly. It's just damn silly. <laughs> okay, but this is why this is 11 episodes as opposed to six because the Nevers was six episodes. Jupiter was what? Six or, or eight? Something like that, yeah. Let me see. Jupiter's Legacy, eight episodes. So this is how uh, Who Killed Sarah ends up being 11 episodes. It ends up being longer because of all this foolishness that they, they use to drag. Oh, 100%. Yeah, because otherwise <laughs> it would have been four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would have just been four. But yeah. But it was like, oh my God. Yeah, I'm talking trash about it, but I did enjoy it. Yes. I did too, I, but it was I just like, it. oh, and then the, the surrogate. What? Come on. <laughs> now oh that, my God. that reminded me look they took a scene straight out of sense eight on that one sense eight oh. yeah this the the uh two guys are going at and the woman's watching from the door i was like this ain't nothing but sense eight all over again <laughs> shit i'm gonna be watching too i'm gonna be standing at the door watching too matter of fact anybody listening who's on my patreon y'all know i wrote a story about that because that did happen to me well, girl, I was just like, this boyfriend is ridiculous. He can't tell that these guys are obviously together. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you cannot tell that they are not into her in that way. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So there was just some silliness. But at the same time, it, the story becomes complicated and interesting towards the end. Enough for me to keep on and actually want to see the next season. Because I knew the whole time Sarah didn't die. Oh, you didn't. Okay, see, I didn't know that. That I did not catch in the beginning. I was sure she was dead. I mean, she is fucking dead now, but not at the time. Yeah. Right. Not yeah, not see, the way. I, I didn't know that. I figured who had a hand in it and all that, but yeah, when they're uncovering her her drunk yeah. and all that, that was a complete like, what? What in the hell's going on now? Yeah. But the other thing that I was like, 
What in the actual fuck? Why would anybody want to sleep with the husband, the father? Why? These young, beautiful girls want to have sex with this older man who's not even sexy to me. Girl, more power play. It has to be. Yeah. That's all that is. And then he treats them like shit, too. Like, okay, now I gotta get out. Yeah. He he was just he's definitely a really good evil character. This and ain't nothing but is... Victor Newman. This is Victor Newman from God and Light. No, Young and the Restless. <laughs> yes. That's Victor Newman, girl. Girl, well, you know, and he and I just was like, what? I don't know. And the whole like killing of all the animals, and then the tr- the sex trafficking and the snuff films. I'm wondering, does he know about the snuff films? I don't know. Well, no, he did watch one, didn't he? I don't know because they wouldn't show whose face, wh- who's who's in it. Like they have not shown the man who's in these films, so I can't tell what that's about. But I will say to that's a that's a credit to the show. That is this mystery. It just keeps us kind of hanging on to see what's happening next. The suspense yeah. is off the chain. I love that. Yeah, no, for sure. I enjoyed it. I mean, I definitely would would probably watch the Nevers over this. Um, but I would still watch what's hap- what's gonna end up happening with the storylines. Mm-hmm. It's very telenovela, but you you know, you got a lot of good side boob, you got some good ass shots. Yeah. Um, I think you get some some straight up boob shots too. And you get that mellow male that I love to see. Yes. <laughs> so and there's and then oh gosh yeah the father is so like just directly that is so mexican the way he was talking to them about the aberration and mm. how it's not natural i mean it's just like ridiculous and, yeah. and like the the gay man's pointing out you're talking about me and my life not being natural when you're fucking your son's wife okay and you got her pregnant like okay guys we just spoiled some shit but it's he, just, he's like, got the nerve to be sitting up on a high horse with all the shit he's been doing i cannot I believe mean, it you're gonna look at them because they're two men in a relationship a loving relationship while you're sitting up here cheating on girl, your wife and treating people like crap oh my goodness you say loving but i'm not sure that last little part when he was like this is what's gonna happen you just better make yourself ready to leave and i'm like whoa i don't Where blame this him, guy though. come from he's a whole different person and this, yeah i don't either His i don't blame him mess. yeah and he's still got this girl pregnant and yeah. she's a wreck like we cannot have a family around your family like this is not gonna work this is not safe yeah. so i don't blame no. him i i know no. it sounded it sounded a bit um overbearing but it's like somebody's got to stand up and be the the leader because the, at the rate they're going, there's going to be more deaths. I'm surprised it's not who killed uh, who, uh, one of the other characters by now. Yeah, that's true. I, that's true. And it may be. Part two will <laughs> yeah, be yeah. not who killed Sarah, but who killed so-and-so, you know? Yeah, I very much was... thought that it was going to be somebody else that they were going to change it to. You know, like how they revealed... Um, what happened in 13 Reasons Why. Like, this is who killed Sarah. That one was why did the girl die? You know, why did she die by her own hand? Why right, did she right. die by suicide? But it kind of, the way it reveals how we got to that point kind of reminds me of the same thing. Yeah. No, no, no. 100%. Well, you know, and then the one character died whom we thought you know, was the killer. But then I wonder if he knew anything else had happened beyond the yeah. hospital, you know? So, you know, unfortunately, we'll never know with him. But that was a fucked up part, too. The father yeah. was molesting him and then the mother was screwing him when he got older. And it was yeah. gross. That was just gross. Yeah. That was that was a, a nasty mess. All right. Well, we're done. Um, just want to say that Army of the Dead comes out this Friday, hon. Oh, OK. Army of the know. Dead. Are you up on that one? No, I didn't know anything about it. Okay, well, we got to watch that. That comes out Friday, and I think it's coming to theaters and Netflix. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But it is one. um, It is uh, a like a a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas type thing. Oh, okay. I like it. Yeah, Zack Snyder, who was you know part of the Justice League and you know the DC universe is he did this one that he directed and wrote it so that's next up all right sounds good and then I'm looking forward to the new Conjuring 
That's oh, yeah. Soon. Okay. All right. Well, it's a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. I enjoy talking about this. Well, we're going to have some, some more guests on. I'm, um, people have been reaching out to me. Hey, I want to be on your show. So I'm going to start. <laughs> Love it. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to start. I've been trying to hold off on that, but I'm going to go ahead and start scheduling people and we'll start having some guests for June. We're vaccinated now. We can talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good All one. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sex and Horror. Make sure you subscribe and join our Facebook group. If you'd like to be a guest, let us know. If you have a topic to suggest, a movie, TV show, book, song to be featured, let us know. You can follow me at ChantalRenee.com. And I'm at Dicey Grinner all over social media. You can find me on my website, DiceyGrinnerBooks.com. See See you you next week for Sex and Horror. Horror.